Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Bob Johnston, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is gifted, identifying, developing, and practicing the gifts that God has given us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 51 to 58. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When this perishable body puts on imperishability, and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Here ends the reading. Marketing people, particularly digital marketing people, will talk about a call to action on a marketing piece. What do you want them to do? I want to look at the call to action that Paul includes at the end of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians for our meditation today. It's helpful here to give first a summary of the whole chapter as we bring it in for a landing. At the highest level, chapter 15 can be summarized this way. The first 11 verses contain the earliest account of the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus in the New Testament. The rest of the chapter stresses the primacy of the resurrection of Christ. Paul writes when there would appear to have been some contention in Corinth about the doctrine of the resurrection. He sought to reaffirm the Corinthian Christians' faith and quell uncertainties or pagan ideologies that may have sought to corrupt or modify the gospel. He reminds them of the over 500 people who saw Jesus. In the chapter, Paul validates the Christian faith, encourages faith, and discusses the resurrection. He has them reflect on what it would mean if the resurrection were not true. And later in the passage, he celebrates the victory over death. But it does not end there. There's a call to action. In verse 58, he concludes with this. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Two things are in that last verse. One is the work. And the second is that it's work that really matters. Let me unpack it just a bit. Paul does not want them to take the victory over death as a reason to be complacent. On the contrary, it's a call to work, 
a call to work for God's purposes, for God's kingdom. Paul doesn't end there. He goes on to say, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I think he's saying, take an eternal perspective on this. Live with hope. We know we're called to live with hope. We live with an understanding that the worst that happens here is never the last word. We operate from a perspective of entering a place eventually where there will be no time. We already know that we are on the winning team, but we're called into battle still here where we are. So this is the work. This is the work that matters forever. Your employment, no doubt, matters and it pays the bills. But this work is work that will last in its impact. It will impact eternity. It matters. It's God's kingdom building work. I think of all the Christians who upon finding or renewing their relationship with God have worked tirelessly to move things in a kingdom-oriented direction. I think as one example of William Wilberforce, who lived in the 18th and 19th centuries. He was an Anglican who worked tirelessly for the abolition of slavery in England. If you've not seen the movie Amazing Grace about him, I encourage you to do so. Or think about St. Paul, who was writing this letter. How after seeking to destroy the church, he converts and then gives himself so fully to the kingdom work to which he had been called. I think also of Chuck Colson, who after Watergate, found Christ and devoted the rest of his life to prison ministry. There are countless stories. Connecting deeply with God calls us into the work for His purposes, work that matters for eternity. As we think about our giftedness during this season of life together in the church, we have to ask, how do we use our gifts for God's purposes? We are less of a faith community if we do not explore our gifts and then use them for kingdom work, the kind that St. Paul is calling us into. Here is the call to action one more time. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Amen. Please join with me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, whose loving hand has given us all that we possess, grant us grace that we may honor you with our substance. And remembering the account which we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your bounty. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>